This is Morning Air. This is about educating a people that for 40 years haven't been given the full truth. It's time now to speak the truth. When you do things to the best of your ability, keeping Jesus number one and doing everything you possibly can for His glory, that's a winner. You are called to make the light of Christ shine brightly in the world. Bringing the light of Christ to start your day. This is Morning Air with John Morales on Relevant Radio. Four minutes after the hour, it's Tuesday, October 26th. Good morning and welcome back to Morning Air. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn Leverance. Thanks so much for joining us across America and on the Relevant Radio Network and the Relevant Radio app. It's great to be with you. It's a never-ending reminder that every day is a gift. Again, I want to remind you that Tuesday is the traditional day for devotion to the guardian angels, so pray for help to your guardian angel this day. November, which is coming up right around the corner, is the month we remember the holy souls, our family and friends who have passed from this earthly life. In the upcoming month of November, we remember the souls in purgatory, our family and friends who have passed uh, from this world. Joining us uh, here on Relevant Radio beginning on November 2nd through the 10th, you're going to have an opportunity to pray a novena for your departed loved ones uh, during daily Mass at noon central, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy with Drew Mariani at 3 p.m. central in the afternoon, and the Family Rosary Across America with Father Rocky at 7 p.m. central. All you have to do is go to relevantradio.com souls to submit your list of departed loved ones who need your prayers. Now I want to bring in my colleague and partner, Glenn Leverance. Glenn, what are some of the stories that are catching your eye today? Well, John, as many, many, many of our guests talk about, uh, we're currently under the uh, most uh, anti-life administration we've had in quite some time in Washington, D.C. Some spending bills introduced last week in the U.S. Senate would force employers and insurers to cover and pay for abortion and don't include long-time protections for conscience rights. That, according to the U.S. Bishops Conference, in a warning recently, the bills released by the Senate Appropriations Chair this week represent a radical departure from the will of the American people and the principle of justice for all. Those words from Cardinal Timothy Dolan and Archbishop Joseph Nauman. The uh, uh, proposal to eliminate the Hyde and Weldon amendments, among other longstanding pro-life provisions. By doing that, the uh, Senate is staking out an extreme position of forcing taxpayers to pay for abortion. Uh, this is something that hasn't happened at that level in, in, in quite some time. Another reminder of why we need to continue uh, to pray for life here uh, in this month uh, of October, this Respect Life Month, uh, because th- there are many, many ongoing attacks against life and you, right from our very own Congress. And those amendments you know, are coming up now because they're normally included each year in the Appropriations Bill that uh, support funding for the Department of Health and Human Services, and it's kind of business as usual following the Hyde Amendment, for example, but they're not included in this year's bill uh, that was just uh, released. And uh, so this is something, again, uh, a different level we, we have to play at here. Absolutely. Speaking of playing at a different level, uh, Major League Baseball, the World Series begins tonight uh, in Houston's uh, Minute Maid Park. Atlanta Braves at the Houston Astros Game 1. Astros uh, have been to the World Series. This is their third time in the last five years. The Braves haven't been there in a long time, all the way back to 1999. So it should be a very exciting series, uh, Glenn. 
Yeah, the Astros have been used to it in recent times, and uh, Braves fans got very used to it in the 90s. But uh, time for uh, time for baseball once again tonight, and uh, the first pitch about 7.09. And, you know, baseball anymore goes uh, goes for a long time. These games last a while with all the pitching changes. So, John, take a nap this afternoon so you can, you can stay up for it. That's going to be a tough one. I get up super early, so I usually miss the ends of these weekday games, including the World Series tonight. But I'll definitely be checking out uh, the results first thing in the morning. As always, uh, thanks so much, Glenn. Hey, sure thing. We begin every hour as we do here on Morning Air by giving thanks to our Lord for the many blessings that we receive every day. And we always pray through the intercession of the Mother of God, our Blessed Mother Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, patroness of life and of relevant radio, pray for us. St. Joseph, in this year of St. Joseph, pray for us. St. John Paul II, co-patron of relevant radio, pray for us. We always invoke the Holy Spirit when we pray, come Holy Spirit, come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Now coming up in just a few minutes, uh, International Catholic Evangelist Martha Fernandez Sardina will be with us for our weekly Remember You Are Love series to discuss what to do when you hear a bang on the door and you realize it's love who's calling. And later at the bottom of the hour, you'll meet Jim Coleman, the, the veteran actor and the star of the one-man theatrical drama, Tolton, From Slave to Priest, a, a play about the venerable Augustus Tolton, the first African-American priest in the U.S. It's going to be a fascinating discussion that you're not going to want to miss. We'll also bring you another episode of Glenn's Story Corner, all that and much more coming up here this hour on Morning Air. As we do every day, our power scripture from the Playbook of Life is from Matthew 938. Jesus the Lord says, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Our Lord Jesus is calling you and me to a specific mission. We all have a unique role in building up the kingdom of God. In the words of St. John Henry Newman, God has created me to do him some definite service. He has committed some work to me which he has not committed to another. I have my mission. I may never know it in this life, but I shall be told it in the next. Powerful words from St. John Henry Newman. We pray with great confidence. Jesus, I trust in you. Our number, if you want to be part of the program, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. And now, as we do every week, let's talk about love. When I say goodbye, it's never for long. Cause I know our love still lives on It'll be again exactly like it was Cause I believe in the power of love 
Yes, let's talk about love today in our weekly Remember You Are Loved segment. Martha will tell us what to do when you hear a bang on the door and you realize it's love. Who's calling? We're now joined by international bilingual evangelist Martha Fernandez Sardina to continue our series. Remember, you are loved. Martha is an international speaker, teacher, trainer, writer, consultant, outreach uh, developer, and the former director for evangelization for the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. and San Antonio. She's also the founder of RememberYouAreLove.com and the host of the Remember You Are Love TV series. Good morning, Martha. Thanks so much for being with us. It's always good to be with you here on the show. Thank you, John. Always good to be with you. Good morning. So uh, tell me, you recently uh, had a, an experience uh, where you heard a, a big, big bang uh, on your door. What happened? Well, it was after Mass, after everyone had left, and while I was still praying, I suddenly could hear someone banging on the heavy door of the ancient cathedral and insistently calling my name, you know, like the blind man Bartimaeus who became deaf when the naysayers who wanted to silence him. The more they told him to shut up, the more he cried more loudly. And so I could hear, Martha, Martha, let me in. Martha, Martha, let me in. And so I, I, I didn't know what had happened, but what happened was uh, one of the ushers had locked herself out leaving her belongings inside. So here's the thing. She knew I was there because she knows my pattern of prayer. She knew me by name because we happen to be in a Bible study together. She knew I would respond. She knew that I knew what to do because once you're locked in, you know how to open the door. She knew that I would actually open wide the door for her. So after teasing her, John, for a little bit uh, and looking to her, through the closed doors, through a crack in the door, which you could actually peek through, which, by the way, many times I have invited visitors and, and uh, tourists to peer through to see the altar behind which there's a large image of Christ, the triumphant king of love. And so she knocked and I came and I teased her and I said to her, wouldn't it be a graceful thing, a beautiful thing if we had Catholics banging on our doors and wanting to come in to see the king of love? So I opened the door for her, but it taught me a lot. It reminds me of uh, the scripture in the, the book of Revelation where Jesus uh, is, is talking about knocking on a door and how he wants us to uh, sup with him, and that is to eat the Holy Eucharist. And so, uh, that, you know, it, it's, it's funny how you can see uh, these spiritual reminders on little things like the banging on a door. Well, indeed, it was sort of a, a parable of sorts in a real uh, time, in a real life metaphor that reminded me, John, that love is calling. Love, God who is love, is calling to humanity. And it's also a call that God places within our hearts to call out to other people, to seek other people, to knock on the hearts of other people. And so it showed me, uh, it, it, it reminded me, and it made me reflect profoundly on the fact that Love knows us. God Almighty, who is love, he knows us. And he is trying to remind each one of us on a day-to-day -day basis in a myriad of ways that we're not alone, that we're not lost, even when we think we're locked out. Love is about knocking on the door of a heart. Love is about 
belonging. It's reminding us that no matter what belongings we have or have left behind, no matter what we have or have lost, love is available, that we're not alone. Love is about knowing that we are known by name and that someone knows us and knows where we are. Love is also, John, about opening the door for another. It's about letting other people in, into our heart, into our mind, into our memory, into our soul even, into our home, into our schedule, into our plans, into our life, into our world. And this is very important because a lot of times in this world, we become quite self-centered, quite uh, closed off, and we only let certain people in, and we only let certain thoughts and, 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 and uh, discussions into our day-to-day. And a lot of people are sort of on the outside knocking, knocking on the door of our hearts. And just as Jesus says that, which I'll get to in a moment, we also need to make room for others. And I also think also, uh, I, I always think about the way that a mother, a woman's body, literally, John, makes room in her womb for a new life. And that's what I think we're called to, to expand our capacity to welcome, to accommodate, to nurture, to give life, and to show the way to others. Because love is also about showing the way to others and showing that Jesus sees us, that he knows us, that he's knocking on our door, that he's calling to us, and that he's counting on us. He's counting on us to open the way for other people. And so anytime that I uh, feel like I'm on the outside looking in, anytime that I feel that I'm trapped inside and wanting to go out, anytime that I feel that I have forgotten who I am or forgotten my belongings, and when I say I, I mean you who are listening, anytime any one of us feels like we're trapped either inside or outside, Jesus is, as you said, John, as we see in Revelation 3.20, he is knocking at the door of our hearts. Love is calling. And he wants us to open the door of our hearts, the door of our lives, the door of our home from the inside out to let him in. And he himself is wanting to let us in to the Holy Trinity, to the life of the triune God. He wants to let us into his world, into the way he sees things. He wants to let us in, of course, and is calling all of humanity to let us into his church, to the church that he founded so that we might have their intimacy with him, communion with him. And eventually, John, he's knocking on the door. Love is knocking, calling you, John, John, let me in because he wants to let you in. He wants to let me in. He wants to let every listener into eternal life forever and ever. Martha, it's amazing how the Lord speaks to us. Sometimes in the smallest of things, uh, something like this experience of yours of, of knocking on the, on the uh, church door uh, it can really uh, send a message. I had a, a really weird, and I'll, I'll tell you, that I had an experience yesterday as I was coming out of Mass. The wind was howling here in Chicago. It was raining cats and dogs. It's like 30-mile-an-hour winds, and I, and I came out, tried to uh, push up my umbrella and I dropped my prayer book and my very favorite uh, icon of Jesus, this little card I've had for 20 years, blew away to no avail. Oh. I had no idea where it went. It just went flying off and I didn't even realize it at that moment. I, I, I saw another holy card that flew off and I went running after it and I grabbed it and I put it back in and I went back to the office and I realized when I opened up, I had lost my beautiful icon of Jesus, the teacher. It had flown mm. away and I said, okay, what am I going to do? And the Lord says, okay, let, I think he was testing me. How persistent mm. are you? 
I, I grabbed my umbrella, I grabbed my jacket, and went back out there into the elements and actually looked around, uh, said a prayer to St. Anthony. Uh, after about three or four minutes, I found it next to the b- bushes. And it reminded me that that's the type of determination, that dogged determination that we need to have, that singleness of purpose to seek the Lord with all your heart. Even though it, was the, it wasn't the Lord, it's an icon of the Lord, it was a reminder that this is where my treasure is. This is something that really means a lot to me. And uh, I know that the Lord was testing my heart. And I, and I just, you know, I felt compelled to share that with you because I think it's kind of related. I'm coming out of church, yes. the door literally coming the other way, and the wind just howls and, and takes off uh, with, with my holy card, my icon of Jesus. And so uh, he speaks to us in just amazing ways sometimes. He does. And here's the thing. When we see in everything a teaching and a reminder of, of, of what the Lord is calling us to, then we can also be more attentive to someone else who blows by you, who passes by you, or whom you pass by like a whirlwind, who is longing to have a contact with you. And this is the point. This is why I'm saying love is calling. Because a lot of times it's not someone that knows me, whom I know, like the usher who knocked on the door. Sometimes it's someone who's wanting to have an insight about Christ, who's wanting to know a little bit about love. And by the way, this has been the last couple of uh, weekends. I've given away my bulletin right after exiting the church building. Why? Because I engaged somebody on the sidewalk who's a visitor. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was uh, uh, two cousins who had come from another city in the state. And she actually comes from another country. She said she's Muslim by upbringing, but not really by conviction uh, in in Hungary. And so they were looking at, at at the sign at the church, and they were looking at the beautiful cathedral, And I gave her the bulletin and I mentioned, you know, a few things about the faith and so forth. So a lot of times people are looking from the outside in and we who are on the inside should be attentive to who's knocking, who is knocking on the door of our hearts, who's knocking on the doors of the church, literally or figuratively, and seeking, seeking happiness. And that reminded me of what John Paul II said so beautifully, Pope St. John Paul II, he said, It is Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. He is waiting for you and nothing else you find satisfies you. He is the beauty to which you are so attracted. And so a lot of times people are looking, they're seeking, they've lost something like you. They've left something behind and they're waiting for someone to open the beauty of Christ and of his love and of his mercy and of his salvation and the demands of walking with him. That reminds me also, John, what Pope uh, Benedict XVI said about that same seeking. He said, the happiness you are seeking, the happiness you have a right to enjoy has a name and a face. It is Jesus of Nazareth hidden in the Eucharist. Only he gives the fullness of life to humanity. And he added, with Mary, say your own yes to God, for he wishes to give himself to you. So love is calling. He's calling me to open myself up more to God and to others, and he's calling others, and he's waiting. Jesus, who is love, is waiting for me to open the door to others. 
There's so many uh, verses uh, in Scripture that remind us uh, that we need uh, to seek the Lord uh, with our heart. Uh, in, in the Old Testament, uh, the prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 13, you shall seek me and shall find me when you shall seek me with all your heart. And of course, you alluded to uh, the book of Revelation. Uh, Jesus uh, has something to say about knocking on the door. Can you share that scripture with us, uh, Martha? Yes, Jesus says, here I stand knocking at the door. Whoever, I don't have it in front of me because I lost that screen, unfortunately. But whoever opens, I will enter and sup with him and he with me. I will dine with him and he with me. And I will give myself, one can add, I will give my life to him and he with me. And as you well uh, reminded us, when the Lord is at the Last Supper, he gives not just an earthly material meal, but he gives the banquet of salvation. He gives his own body and blood, soul and divinity. So we can imagine that St. John himself, when he hears that revelation from Jesus and, and records it in Revelation 3.20, that he's also meaning, Jesus is meaning, I will give you the great banquet of all eternity. And so that's why when someone is knocking on the door, we need to be ready, John. When love is calling, we need to be like St. Paul, who says that he is ready to evangelize in season and out of season. We need to be everyday evangelized evangelizers. We need to be love evangelizers. We need to be love messengers. We need to be truth tellers. We need to be eyewitnesses. We need to knock on the doors of other people's hearts and we need to let other people open. We need to open wide the doors so that they might open wide the doors to Christ. And we need to show them the way the truth and the life. And Martha, if we're attentive, uh, opportunities will pop up. When you least expect it, there'll be an opportunity to share our faith with someone. And you have to be ready to do it, uh, to do it with charity and clarity, to do it with gentleness and reverence, as First uh, Peter 3.15 reminds us. Absolutely. And when you hear someone calling, Martha, Martha, let me in get up and respond. If it's the Lord calling me to deeper conversion, I must respond. If it's calling, if it's someone else calling me, let me into your life and to your heart, I also need to respond. And I hope and pray that each one of you throughout this week will do the same. Uh, final thoughts, Martha? Be ready. Be ready at all times to open the door to Christ, to go deeper, to go from glory to glory, to convert more fully, and be ready at all times to give reason for the hope within you, to give reason for the love that has come to embrace your life. Be a love evangelizer wherever you go. And remember, you are loved. And you are loved as well. And of course, uh, you can uh, invite Martha uh, to your parish, uh, to your conference, retreat, uh, whatever. You go to rememberyouareloved.com, marthafernandezsardina.com. Thanks so much, Martha. Thank you. God bless. God bless you, too. We need to take a break when Morning Air continues. Jim Coleman will join us. He's the actor and the star of the one-man theatrical drama, Tolton, From Slave to Priest, a play about the venerable Augustus Tolton, the first African-American priest in the U.S. Stay with us. This is going to be very uh, exciting and uplifting as Morning Air continues after this timeout.
opportunity to bring them all forgiveness and grace. You are nothing and will never amount to nothing. It was the church who taught me to pray and forgive my persecutors. We want no totems in this place. I shall work at it and pull at it as long as God gives me life. And that was an excerpt from Tolton, from slave to priest. More coming up in a moment. Welcome back to Morning Air. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn Leverance. Thanks so much for joining us. Our number, if you want to be part of the program, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. Now, we're coming up on the month of November, known as Black Catholic History Month. And I think it's so fitting that I tell you uh, about a captivating live production called Tolton from Slave to Priest, the remarkable story of America's first black priest, played by veteran actor Jim Coleman, whom you will meet momentarily. Tolton is a powerful multimedia live production filled with music, drama, inspiring performances. It brings a message of hope and healing for the wounds that plague our culture. Let me share with you a part of the trailer of Tolton. Gus. How would you like to be a priest? Father, I could be a priest? If God wants something to happen, it will happen. But you gotta trust in him. I think we can build something beautiful, Father. Press forward and fear nothing. I'm, I'm scared. Hush, child, pray. I told you, you should have never come back. He is expected to minister only to the cult. There is too many white folk going there. Augustus. Come quick! You can get that new roof for the church out of my money now! Regrets! Regrets! Take your hands off of them! Get out of quench! I must tell you in confidence, I fear for my life! Get out! Augustus, now where were we? Son, you can't give them what you don't have! They need the bread of life, and who else will give it to them? We want no totems here! not the strong who prevail, but the weak who give everything to the Lord. May they all be one in your love. Steal away. Very powerful and very moving. In June of 2019, Pope Francis advanced the sainthood cause of Father Augustus Tolton, who was the first African-American diocesan priest in the United States and the founder of the first black Catholic parish in Chicago. The Holy Father recognized that Father Tolton lived a life of heroic virtue, naming him venerable. And we pray that on the horizon we'll have the canonization of the first black priest in the U.S. And joining us now to talk about Tolton from slave to priest, the remarkable story of America's first black priest is the actor that plays Father Tolton, Jim Coleman, who's been a Hollywood actor for over 30 years. Let me tell you a little bit about Jim. Uh, in fact, uh, Jim is best known for his starring role as Roger Parker in the hit Nickelodeon series, My Brother and Me. His extensive filmography includes Ant-Man, The Quad, uh, Ace Ventura, and Law and Order. Jim and his wife uh, live in Florida. Good morning, Jim. Uh, welcome to Morning Air. Thanks so much for joining us. It is a true uh, honor to be with you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to uh, be with you. 
Well, it, it, this is a joy to be able to, to share uh, your story and uh, this amazing pr production that you've been uh, performing in uh, with our audience. Can you, can you, first of all, tell us a little bit about uh, your experience? How did you g get into acting to begin with, and, and what were you doing before you got in? Uh, well, as far as acting, it was something I did in high school, and right after high school, I joined the military. So uh, acting was not something I thought I would ever be doing. Um, I was a journeyman press operator for the Orlando Sentinel, and I would do uh, a little local theater here and there, and someone encouraged me to start auditioning, and uh, I knew once I started auditioning and I would book a job here or there, I, uh, I was happy on the set. Whenever I was on the set or whenever I was on the stage, I was thrilled. I, w I just felt amazing to be performing and telling stories. So uh, I guess that's how it, it all came about. I never uh, really went, I, I never took acting classes. I never did anything like that. All my training for acting was on the set, on the stage. Um, you know, like they said, I, uh, I got a chance to, uh, it was a work study and, uh, I fell in love with it. You were a natural. Did anybody ever come up to you and say, Hey, you got great pipes, man. You should be doing voiceovers or be in the movies. Oh yeah, I did. Um, yeah. People would say, why don't you consider voiceovers? Or why don't you do this? And I, I don't know how to do it. What do I need to do? And people would say, well, let me, let me get you started. And I had a great agent in Orlando, uh, uh, Melanie Hurt, and um, she said, "You know, you you can you'll do well in this business. You you, you have um, the determination, and, and and you'll you'll do fine." And she guided me, and I did voiceovers. I've done fifty, sixty national commercials, television, film, uh, and now I'm on stage somewhere I thought I would never be again. <laughs> Jim, uh, it's a it's a great story. It's very inspiring. Uh, how you went from the military to all these successes in the acting business. Had you ever heard of Father Tolton before you took on this role? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, I had no idea who Father Tolton was, and I was at a point in my career where I was kind of scaling back, where I was doing a little job here and there. And a friend gave me a call and said, there's an audition I'd love, I, God laid it on my heart to tell you about, and I think you would be perfect for it. And she told me about, um, you know, St. Luke Productions and Father Tolton and, and, and from Tolton, Tolton from Slave to Priest. And I told her I was not interested. That's not something that I wanted to do. I, you know, that's, it's just not, I'm, I'm not interested in that at all. And, but she was, uh, she was persistent. She was very persistent. She said, just do it for me because I prayed about it. And God, just it's just something about this. So I auditioned for it. Um, and I didn't get the role. So I felt I was, you know, I did her. I did what she asked me to do, and I didn't get the role. Uh, but a few months later, I got a call back, and they said, would you be willing to uh, consider it? And with all the prayer that was going into it, especially from my mother, my wife, my mother-in-law, and all the rest of the family that wanted me to actually be um, on the stage uh, sharing God's word, uh, their prayers won out over uh, <laughs> my hesitancy, basically. Jim, had you ever heard of Leonardo de Filippis and all the great work that St. Luke Productions has done over the years uh, before you all. auditioned for this role? Not at all. 
I had. And that was one of the things, really, meeting Leonardo and Patty, uh, DeFilippis, uh, really, really um, moved me. After talking to Leonardo and him telling me about all the things, uh, the traveling that they had done, and for a theater to uh, last for over 30 years, and just a grassroots organization, he and his wife would go on the road and they would t- he would tell these stories of these great saints and they would bring their children with him. The dedication to the mission, the dedication to sharing God's word was very moving for me uh, because I grew up with a Baptist minister. So I grew up with a preacher in the house who that's, that was one of the things. It was about the mission. It was about the flock. It was about this. And for them to go out and do what they did, I was very moved by it. Um, Jim, you have said that your role as Father Tolton is the most meaningful one you've had in your whole career. What does it mean now looking back after you accepted the role and have been playing the role uh, to play the role of f- f- the venerable uh, Father Augustus Tolton? Well, for me to portray someone, uh, with, as you said, with heroic virtue, um, I, I just really never felt worthy to do that role. I mean, but now I know it's what God had called me to do. I, I look at it in terms of um, when I was a young man, I, I did what I thought people wanted me to do. As I got older, married with children, I became the man that I wanted to be. And even after not wanting to do the role and, 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 and you know, just trying to walk away from it, I realized it's something that God wanted me to be. So now I have to be the man that God wants me to be. And I have to go out and I have to share this story, this beautiful, beautiful story. Um, I, I, Father Tolton, his story is so passionate. You know, the story of perseverance and different, you know, it's just, it's so strong. Um, I don't think anyone other than Father Tolton can really tell his story. That's why I pray to him before every performance and asset he tells his story that he paints a picture that people can see it's um it's it's those are some big you know big shoes to fill and um i just uh, I'm, like i said i'm very humbled and it has changed my heart uh to see how this story has touched so many people the Lord uses us as instruments, and he uses everyone in a different way. Uh, he's using me this morning uh, to bring uh, the message of uh, Venerable Father Augustus Tolton uh, through you, uh, Jim. And, and so it's, it's amazing how uh, God works in such mysterious uh, ways. Can you imagine, like, Jim Caviezel playing the Christ uh, in The Passion of the Christ? He, was, he didn't feel worthy either, but yet the Lord right. put him in that role, just like he put you right. in this role of... Of Father Tolton. I have to agree with that. It's just, it's not something. And I mean, after reading some of uh, Father Tolton's letters and different things like that, he's, he, 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 you know, his passion, his love, his humor, he, you know, it, it was amazing. It's just like he was just a guy who believed in his faith, who, who wanted to follow his faith. And uh, he did it. That, and I thought, I, I just think that's, that's truly amazing. When God showed him who he was supposed to be, he allowed God to guide him and lead him. And, and, and he stuck with it. And, and it, 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 
it moved and it changed people and will continue to change people. And when he achieves sainthood, it, it will be a great day for all of us. I want to talk uh, about uh, why th this story of Father Tolton needs to be told uh, during these difficult times that we're li living in. But first, we need to take a, a short break. I also want to invite our listeners, if, if you have a question uh, for veteran actor uh, Jim Coleman, who plays the, the Venerable Father Augustus Tolton, we have open lines. Uh, you can give us a call, 888-914-9149, if you have a special devotion uh, to uh, Venerable Father. Uh, Father Tolton. And in fact, I have this beautiful holy card of Father Tolton right here in studio that I picked up at church recently. Uh, it's, it's just a beautiful uh, rendition of him. Just His image is just a, a beautiful thing. If you, if you want to talk about Father Tolton, give us a call. We need to take a, a break as we continue with our guest, uh, veteran actor Jim Coleman. Stay with us. There's much more to come here on Morning Air on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com Forester. We can't accept this colored priest. But the Catholic Church deplores double slavery. That of the mind and that of the body. You ain't nothing but a troublemaker. I was a poor slave boy. But the priest of the church did not disdain me. We want no Toltons in this place. Play, play. I shall work at it and pull at it as long as God gives me life. Get out of Quincy, go elsewhere. Get. May I never give up. We're talking about uh, Tolton from slave to priest, the remarkable story of America's first black priest as we continue our conversation here on Morning Air. I'm John Morales. We're talking with Jim Coleman, the veteran Hollywood actor for over 30 years and the star of this beautiful Father Tolton production. Uh, Jim, welcome back. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. This, 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 I, I can't talk enough about this show and about Father Tolton. Tell us, uh, Jim, and again, I also want to remind our listeners, if, if you have a question, anything you want to uh, run past um, uh, Jim Coleman uh, about this beautiful production uh, of Father Tolton, the remarkable story of America's first black priest, uh, give us a ring. Our number uh, is 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. Uh, Jim, why does this story of Father Tolton need to be told, especially in these times in which we are living in our nation? Well, I feel that um, it, it shows that as much as we want to believe that the world has progressed, you know, uh, uh, rapidly progressed and, and uh, racism has changed, we have to understand that uh, Father Tolton was born in 1854. Uh, Brown versus Board of Education was in 1954. That's 100 years later that we were able to integrate schools. Um, it, you know, we, we, we continue to take baby steps. It's time to take giant steps. It's time to uh, uh, move closer to what the Bible says. You know, we have to understand God, Jesus commands us, Jesus said, I command you, there's, I, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I love you. And we have to understand that we are all one. There's only one race, but it is so difficult for us to get there. I think 
one of the things that uh, I think about the pandemic and with COVID and how the world shut down, um, this is my opinion that God kind of sat us all down. He wanted to open our eyes to certain things so people who would not normally have seen the video of uh, George Floyd, who would not have seen a lot of these things, were sitting in front of their computers because they were uh, quarantined. They had nowhere to go. They couldn't leave. And some of the things that they saw, some of the things, uh, the, the rhetoric and different things that are going on online, it opened up, it, it, basically it took the scab off. You see, in my opinion, there, you know, racism is there, it's here, and it will be. Uh, but the scab got picked back. And people started to see, and people who would have never, ever uh, even thought about protesting what was happening, uh, racism, stood out and said, this isn't right, stood up and said, this isn't right. We have to do something. We have to be better. So this story shows that, again, we're, we're only taking baby steps. Um, Father Tolton was discriminated against, not a seminary in America would take him, and yet he persevered. We have to continue to persevere. We have to pick up the rock and put it on the wall and build God's church. We have to move forward, uh, but it is, yet it's difficult. So, again, like I say, we're taking baby steps, and this show will reveal certain things so that people will understand that we do need to, that everyone needs to look within. We need to look within and cleanse ourselves. And I think this show uh, um, promotes that. Jim, you've talked about uh, the incredible perseverance of Father Augustus Tolton. Uh, what else stands out when you think about uh, this remarkable life, uh, all the challenges that he faced before he answered the call? Uh, you mentioned the seminaries that wouldn't take him. I mean, there's so much that we can talk about. What really sticks out? And, and for me, his mother. He had a praying mother. And I, I, I say this, and I believe it uh, within my heart, because I have a praying mother. Um, there's nothing like a praying mama. I hear somebody you. Me too. Gonna, <laughs> I, I have a praying mother also, Jim. It is the most amazing thing. It is their prayers guide you, whether you know it or not. And his mother, her prayers guided him. When he wanted to get up, give up, his mom said, no, baby, you got to keep moving forward. Augustus, you may fall. And just like Jesus fell with the cross, but each and every time he got up and you have to get up. And his mother, I think that is the most amazing thing. And I say this to people um, with, 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 with Mary, God knows that women are the most, they're the strongest creatures they're the strongest because god could have sent his son as an adult but he need he wanted him to have the love of a mother and i think that for me stands out this woman who was a slave she risked her life and the life of her children to give them a better life she was willing to not only risk her life but the lives of her children to get away and give them a better life, a life that they can be closer to God. And, it, and, and that speaks volumes to me. A mother is amazing, and that's why God, I feel like, you know, uh, gave his son to Mary. It, it's just that. So that stands out to me. It really does. To have a prayer mama ain't nothing like it. 
Obviously, uh, he answered the call. He had so many uh, challenges, and we're talking about uh, Father Augustus Tolton. Uh, how did he do it? How, how did he have so much incredible perseverance to, to just keep on keeping on? Well, I just, I think, and I, I would say that he followed his faith. He followed his faith. He believed strongly enough. God, see, see God leads us. But a lot of the time, we don't follow where God leads. We want to take our own path. And the fact that he followed God's path, it was tough. It was rough. It was obstacles. He believed. He had faith. See, uh, sometimes we don't know where our faith is. He knew where his faith was. Some of us put faith in money. We put faith in people. We put faith in ourselves. We put faith all over the place, but we don't put faith in God. And I think his faith in God, his belief that God wanted him to have this vocation, he followed it. He followed it. He followed it. It's almost like uh, when Peter was on the boat and he looked out and he said, Jesus, if it is you, call me. And Jesus called him out. And as long as he had his eye on Jesus, he could walk on water. But when he veered, when he looked away, when he took his eye off, when he lost that faith, he sank. And I don't think Father Tolton ever took his eye off. I think he may have been distracted slightly, but he never took his eye off of Jesus. He kept his faith, and he followed his faith, and he followed his vocation. Uh, Jim, uh, what is the, the main message that you want to transmit with this, uh, with this production uh, here in the closing moments that you want to leave with our audience? Uh, I think that... Exactly that. Follow your faith. Follow your faith. Uh, and understand that uh, we are all one in Christ. That, you know, uh, despite our differences, despite uh, our racial and, and differences, we are all one. We all want the same thing. We all want to be happy. We all want to be loved and love our families. We want to provide. It's, it, we are the same. God shows no, no partiality or favoritism, and neither should we. We should understand that there is only one race, and that is the human race, and God created us all. And God created us. Uh, he gave his only son, not to save a few, but to save all. And we have to walk in God's faith and understand that we are one in Christ. One faith, one Lord, one baptism uh, for all of us, uh, for sure. Uh, briefly here in our closing moments, uh, a little something about the production. How can uh, people uh, see you performing as Father Augustus Tolton? Well, uh, next month, November, we'll be in Ohio. Uh, November 12th, we'll be at, in Tiffin, Ohio at St. Mary's School. Um, I think that performance is at it will be at 7, 7.30. The best thing to do is to go to stlukeproductions.com or toltondrama.com. Click on the calendar. It'll tell you where we're going to be. We'll be in Tiffin on the 12th, Lima on the 13th, uh, at the Lima Central Catholic High School, uh, 14th. Uh, we'll be at St. Peter's School Auditorium. And the 17th and 18th will be at the Ohio Theater in Toledo. 
And of course, there's much more uh, information at uh, stlukeproductions.com. Uh, uh, there are trailers. Uh, you can actually uh, sign up there for, for much more information uh, if you want to, to see this uh, wonderful uh, production. Uh, Jim, uh, closing thought. Uh, I, I would just have to say I really appreciate what you're doing. Um, when I was listening about the family rosary, I think that is the most amazing thing to share, to be able to share prayers, family prayers, for people to come together and pray. And uh, prayer works. Uh, continue to grow the faith. Continue to follow your faith. Don't get lost. Stay the, tr- stay the course. Follow. Keep your eye on Jesus and stay faithful. And I think we can um, do a lot of great things. And please pray for Father Tolton's cause for sainthood and um, continue to support uh, St. Luke Productions. We, we, we really appreciate you all. Father Tolton, pray for us. Uh, Jim Coleman, thank you so much uh, for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Jim Coleman, veteran actor who plays Tolton from Slave to Priest, the remarkable story of America's first black priest. And now it's time for another edition of Glenn Story Corner. Our story today is called Compromise with a Bear. A hunter raised his rifle and took careful aim at a large bear. When he was about to pull the trigger, the bear spoke in a soft, soothing voice. Isn't it better to talk than to shoot? What do you want? Let's negotiate the matter. Lowering his rifle, the hunter replied, I want a fur coat. Good, said the bear. That's a negotiable question. I only want a full stomach, so let us negotiate a compromise. They sat down to negotiate, and after a time, the bear walked away alone. The negotiations had been successful. The bear had a full stomach, and the hunter had his fur coat. Satan says to you, let us negotiate. But there are some things that cannot be negotiable. We cannot compromise the church with the world. Christ and his church deserve our very best and utmost loyalty. James 4.7, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Thanks so much, uh, Glenn. I so much appreciate it. I want to also remind our listeners, honor our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of the Rosary today, and pray the Rosary for Life this month, the rest of this month with Father Rocky for the Family Rosary Across America with all your prayers and petitions, 7 p.m. Central tonight, every night of the week here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. That'll do it for this edition of Morning Air for Glenn Leverins, for the entire Morning Air team. Let your light shine before all God love you. We'll see you tomorrow on the next morning air. Venerable Father Augustus Tolton, pray for us.